Welcome to our preview. This is Saratova Best. Um, if somebody cannot hear me, please press star six and tell me that you can't hear me. Okay, we are learning about uh, the mimer for uh, Yud Aleph Nissan, and we're learning about why the, the smart one, the wise man, really the Yid, he will not be distracted by all the things that distract everybody else. He just wants the essence of the king. He just wants truth. All the other stuff looks very glittery in Gaulus. In Gaula, it looks really very um, rotten. But in Gullis, all the junk, junky stuff looks very glittery. And most people get distracted by the glittery stuff, like money, power, honor, control, social status, obviously gashinistic things, etc. Um, it's very glittery. Uh, but the Yid, really, he may, be, he may go into those realms, and he may even play the game, but on a deeper level... If you could do a, a scan of the soul of a Yid versus the souls of maybe other people, you would see that even when a Yid is doing the same stuff, you know, he's at the car dealer trying to buy the fanciest looking car, and so are three other people. He has a different kavana. He really, on a deeper level, is at the car dealer trying to get the fanciest looking car to serve Hashem, even though he's totally not aware of it. He may really think, like, I want, you know, I want the status of a fancy-looking car. He doesn't. That's externally. Internally, he's doing it because of his deep need for a connection with Hashem, believe it or not. I'm not saying this is, this is kind of the Rebbe Zashkafa. So, a Yid is coming from a very different place. He's not coming from a place if he really loves the glitter. He finds it glittery and it attracts him. But he, but the only thing that will ever satisfy him is truth. And therefore, the Medrash, I think, is the Medrash is saying that, you know, when the king is there and all the ministers are there and everybody's choosing the ministers because they have all kinds of, you, you, you get all kinds of perks and benefits when you align yourself with different ministers. You know, um, you know, within, the, within the government, you know, you make friends with this one and that one and all these different people, um, you know, you can get some nice big grants to your company. You can, you know, if you have a business and you make uh, um, air conditioning, you know, you do air conditioning and, you know, you want to become very wealthy. So you get to know the right guy in New York City and he gives you, uh, they do a lot of construction and he sets you up as the contractor for a lot of the construction project, projects and you can become quite wealthy. Um, and we see that, that that whole thing is exploding now in the world and coming to an end um, in quite an ugly way. Um, the corruption that going in that direction can go in. This mimer is actually happening in the world today with the explosion of um, the coming to a head of all the corruption of um, big tech, Silicon, Silicon Valley, big pharma, um, governments, worldwide governments, etc., the globalists, etc., etc. It's all actually coming to a head now, and the evil that's embedded within it is, is coming out, which is why life is so messy now, because we're watching all the pus come out in the world. So, we are the only ones, and not that Yidden haven't been pulled into this, but 
I guess Hashem has some kind of a reason why he allows us to fall into this stuff. It's like we're embedded spies, you know, in the whole project. But in the end, the Yid wants only truth. So here we're in Aisvav here, Tarek Lahabit. So, you're saying, why shouldn't you choose the ministers? Why shouldn't you make friends with all the big guys in government? Number one, they are always changing. You know, this guy's in power today, then tomorrow he's in jail. So, you know, now you're out of business. It's not only because of that. Because the power you get from the ministers versus the king is not from not from Kedusha, but from the opposite of Kedusha. So, why did the smart guy choose the king? Not because of what he's going to get, but rather because of the Mila of the king. And that, therefore, he's willing to give up on a lot of hashpa, all the goodies he's going to get through choosing the ministers. And he chooses the king, not because it makes sense to choose the king. Right now, it makes sense to choose the guys who will give you the most glitter. Align yourselves with the guys in government who will get you all the contracts. That makes sense now. Being, you know, going for truth doesn't make sense right now. So he's not doing it. He's not choosing the king because of Mitzat Asechos. Um, he's saying, okay, because they come and go. The ministers come and go. The king remains the same king. He doesn't change. So I'll stick with the king. And also, there's so much hashpa that you get. There's so much flow of, of goodies that you get through the ministers. I'd rather choose the more limited one that comes through the king. Okay, but the Medrash says, when it says, I'm the thief Malka, I choose the king. That's why this is a, this is the Mimer for Yedalus Nissan. I choose the king. What does this have to do, the Medrash is saying, with Salki Havaya Amranashi? My soul says, Havaya, you are my portion. What does that mean? When we choose Hashem, it comes from the Neshama, which is the Chalik of Havaya, which is above anything that makes sense. And the explanation is, the seichel of a person, as it is, your mind will obligate you to only want good stuff. If you follow your mind, your mind, and you have a healthy mind, which, you know, uh, no comment about, it's not simple for people to have cognitive thinking, healthy cognitive thinking these days, but if you still have a healthy mind, you will want only good. So the fact that the nations of the world choose the other guys, the ministers, the glittery guys, they know that the king is the main the main thing. So why aren't they choosing the king? And they know that the ministers come and go and the king remains. So why aren't they choosing the king? Because they're on the level of a yesh. They experience their own existence more than they experience the existence of truth or Hashem. And they don't want to give up on the Twa'elis, on the benefits that they get from the ministers, from the guys who give you the goodies. But a Jew has the recognition that you might as well just give up on all these little perky benefits and choose truth. That's because the Jew is choosing from his neshama, Chelek And so his choosing Elikus 
is the cho- choice of atmos. It's a, is a bechir atmos, an essence choice that's above intellect. Choosing this. Sorry, we have construction in the background here. I don't know if you can hear it in the. Sorry. Choosing this doesn't be doesn't you don't choose it because there's something better in godliness than than in the sparkly stuff. But really, because your very essence obligates you to choose it, and has an effect on your intellect, on your mind. That your mind should recognize that since eloquence, godliness, is truth, that's chay v'kayim, v'kiyam nitzvi, and eternal, then you just can't help it, but you have to give up on your own sense of self and needs of self to choose godliness. And so, we could add, when we, when the neshama chooses, and so it's more than, it's not your mind choosing. Your neshama, your soul is making a choice for you. You know, what, okay, what, you can ask people, what do you use on, what part of you makes your decisions? Some people will, most people will say, my brain. Actually, most people, if they're honest, will say, my heart. I see it, I want it, I do it. I don't even think. If you're a little more elevated, you might choose from your brain. But if you're a yid, if you're a yid, you're going to choose from your soul. So, wow. So when the neshama chooses, your soul chooses, when your soul chooses, it has actually an effect on your mind. You let your soul run your life. It will actually affect the decisions that your mind is trying is trying to make. And then it will add something to your life. Imagine if your soul, if, you, if your mind just chooses or your soul just chooses, if you let your soul run your life, it will actually affect your brain. That's something, it will take you to a higher place. So, one thing we just have to understand. It says in the Siddur, Avadim Hayinu Lafar right? We sing it in, I can't sing it on this, but Avadim Hayinu Lafar We say it in the Haggadah. What does that mean? We were slaves to Paro Nitzrayim. He was the king of nature. The Hamsha that comes to those, this influence that comes to those who go against God's will, they just, it comes the Derech Agav. Hashem sends them some kind of influence, but it's like throwing it behind his back. It's like a king. Imagine this marshal. A king makes a Suda food, drink, and he makes it for all the ministers, the big ministers. And he makes it even for his servants, the important ones. And what does he do? He brings a lot of food, very fancy meal. And then there are leftovers from the meal, from the Suda. So who gets the leftovers? 
you know, like the servants, the maids, the, the kitchen staff, you know, all those workers, they get the leftovers. After the whole thing's over and all the pans of food that were never served, they they all take it home. And even the, even the dogs, so the servants take home the pans of food that never got served. The dogs eat the food that's on people's plates. They're not so fancy. The dogs aren't aren't COVID shy. The dogs aren't afraid of COVID. Funny. Somehow they didn't find a way to give COVID to dogs. That would have really been fun. You know, then they kill off everybody's dogs and cats. Everybody would have been in panic if they couldn't manage that one next time. So, um, sorry. So the leftovers, so we're saying here are the dogs and they're eating the leftovers. Right? Under the table. Stuff fell under the table. The dogs eat it. So, you think that the king was thinking that he wants to spend all his money for the dogs to eat the food? The king didn't say, let's see, how much is this going to cost me? Two million for the meal. Let's all add on another half a million, make sure there's food for the dogs. He doesn't say that. If there are leftovers, and there's a lot, a lot of leftovers, like the dogs go in, in the garbage. They, they go through the garbage, and there's a lot. It wasn't planned. It's not like, let's serve extra food so for sure the dogs will have. No. They just, whatever was there, they happened to get it. No plan. So in the nimshal, the hashpa that comes to those who go against Hashem's will, it's sort of like, if it happens, it happens. You know, it's like from the back. You know, throw it over your shoulder. And we can say, that these dogmas of this hashpa, it's not only b'derach agav. That means the hashpa that comes to the people who don't follow Hashem. It's not only that it's um, from, you know, thrown over your shoulder from the back. But let's take these two examples. The big ministers that were sitting at the king's table, right, and the important workers, the important people. And then the dogs and then the servants in the kitchen who get the leftovers and the dogs under the table and in the garbage who really get the chunky leftovers. That's like four levels in the nimshel. The lowest level is the dogs. The dogs actually don't serve the king. The kitchen staff, they work for the king. The dogs don't work for the king. They just hang out. And the dogs just want to get goodies, gashmis. So all, they just care about feeling, if they're hungry, they want to eat. And that's it. They're, they're not interested in anything else. So we have to know that a dog is from the, Kelev is from the word kula, kula It's all heart. I want. I see. I want. I take. That's it. I see. I want. I take. I feel better. I'm satisfied. The nature of a person in his birth is that that his brain, his mind, will actually affect his heart to change what his heart wants. 
And if a person is like a dog, his heart is telling his brain what to do rather than his, his – you want to be someone whose mind tells your heart what to do. You know, you say, oh, I want that face. You say, not good for you. You don't want your heart to say, who cares what it's, who cares what the doctor said? You don't want that. So if we're like a dog, we're doing it backwards. We don't want our heart to rule our brain because there's no, you know, once upon a time there were limits. Okay, if your heart rules your brain, so what are you going to do? You'll, you'll eat too many pastries. Okay, you'll, uh, you'll be unethical in your business. Okay, whatever. I want that guy's money. I'll steal somebody's money. But today we see that if the heart rules over the mind, where society goes, um, and this is just the beginning, the the extent to which not only the deprivation but the complete uh, d- destruction of any kind of society comes from the heart telling the mind what to do. You know, this is my truth and I can choose, you know, uh, I don't even want to say the things, but, you know, if I don't like Abraham Lincoln and I'm in a bad mood so I'll destroy the the statue and, you know, I'm mad, so it's okay. I'll destroy, I'll set cities on fire and I'll, et cetera, et cetera, and yada, da, 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 because I feel like it. That's where society is going today. And that is showing the, the tiny bit of the extent to which the heart ruling the mind can take a society. When you're totally heart in a negative way. I want, I see, I want, I take. So, and the whole point in that mindset is fulfill whatever my taivas are. When the taivas become extremely unhealthy, I like cars. I like expensive cars. Every time I see one, well, it becomes mine, God forbid. That's that's the mindset. That's the heart set. Now, a little high, that's the dogs. Now, a little higher than that, or the kitchen staff, you know, the the lower level servants. They they eat the leftovers. Who are these? These are the people who serve the king. So the dogs are the people who just rule. They do whatever their heart says. The kitchen staff, so to speak, the servants of the king. They also eat the leftovers, but they are likened to the people who serve the king. But they only do it because you have to do it. You know, they're afraid they'll be punished if they don't do it. You'll lose your Ilam Haba or you'll, you know, you'll be kicked out of school. You'll be kicked out of, you know, or you'll lose your job or you won't have your social position or something. So you do it. They don't really want to do it. They don't really have pleasure from it. But they're afraid to lose what they have, so they do it. That's likened to kind of the kitchen staff. That's the way they serve Hashem. Like, you do what you have to do. Do I like it? Mm, I don't know. Not particularly, but I'd better do it or else. And so what are your Ratzon and Tainug involved in? Taivas of Eilam Haza. I do all the stuff in Yiddishkeit. That person does all the stuff in Yiddishkeit out of fear or shame or blame or they have to. But really, they're they're into other types. Why don't they go against the will of the king? They're afraid of punishment. 
they are not at the king's table. They don't really sit at the king's table. They're not in sync with the king. They're not in sync with the king. The king has a different way of seeing things. They're not seeing eye to eye with the king. The king says so they do. So they don't really belong at his table. They just, um, you know, they do what they have to do. But the important um, workers for the king, the importance of Adam, the important servants of the king who are sitting at his table, that's level three. They actually serve the king with uh, with uh, Rasen, with Will and Cheshach. They want to. They sort of see what the king sees, and they want it, and they want to be in sync with the king. They're not. A, they don't do it from fear. They really want to. That's how they get to be at the table of the king. So their ikravaidit comes from Kabbalah's thought. What is the difference between a servant and a son? The son does what his father wants because of the love between them, and the servant does what the king wants because of Kabbalah's soul because he just makes himself nullified to the king. Son does it because he loves loves him. The servant does it because he's trained in Kabbalah. But here you have these people sitting at the king's table, and they do what they do with desire. They want to take on all Masa Shemayim. So they belong at the table of the king. Remember, this is all four levels in us. And then the highest in this, besides the king, are the ministers. They actually sort of understand the workings of malucha, of kingship. And so that's why there are certain things in the, in the malucha, in the malchus, in the king, kingship, that they run. They're running it. Because they sort of understand the, the, the back office plan of the king. And they're in tune with it. And they actually understand the mile of the melech of the king. And that's why they love the king. And the way they serve him is not just because of Kabbalah's all, but because of love. So they're like a son and a servant together. And yet they also understand. And in these ministers, there are several levels, which is divided into two. They're just plain ministers and big ministers. Because these three different categories are, so the small ministers, the big ministers, and the important workers, they're all sitting at the table. And it's like those three levels in the Medrash of different kinds of ministers that are all sitting with the king. They're with him. They're all sitting with the king. But they're all really different. It's like important, important workers, ministers, you know, and we said two different kinds of ministers. Ministers who do it out of love, as we say, um, plain ministers and big ministers. So now we can say that the purpose of Zuchin, so we're talking here about not just the 
not just the 70 ministers and not just the 70 nations. We're talking about Malachim. I'm saying all of this is an example of it's, um, it's examples that are really expressing Malachim. Malachim also, they serve Hashem because they have to serve Hashem. And there are those who are on fire and those who aren't on fire. Um, and the sphere of Atzilus, Ehu v'chayev v'garmeu chad, sheim tamid imamelech. So there are levels, I guess, in the Malachim and in the spheres where they're really one with Hashem. Now, again, obviously, what are we going to learn from this? All of this relates to who we are. Who are we? Are we the dogs? Are we the kitchen staff? Are we the important workers sitting at the table? Are we the ministers, the big ministers, the small ministers? Where are we up to? When it comes to Yodalus Nissen, we get an elevation, get a promotion. If we were dogs, God forbid, I guess we're promoted to kitchen staff. If we were kitchen staff, we get promoted automatically. I mean, if we work with it to someone sitting at the table, it's pretty amazing. Like, wow, I never sat at the king's table before. They always told me to stay in the kitchen. If we're sitting at the table and we're important workers, we get promoted to a minister. And for small ministers, we get promoted to big ministers. Where is the id? The Yid is the one who says, I just want the king. I'm just, I am just one right there in the center with the king. That's where we're up to. That is our goal on Yeralef Nissen. To be there in the king's inner sanctum, inner circle, working with the king. Because the king has stuff that he wants to do. And he needs men. Sorry, you can't say men in this generation. People. Um, Thinking individuals, right? You have to say birthing people, or like you can't say men or women. You have to say you need thinking individuals. <laughs> See, that's part of the insanity. The king needs individuals who are just like him. Who is that? Us. If we're not there yet, he's moving us up the ladder on the three hundred dollars missing, especially 120 years. So now we understand even more the wisdom, the smartness of this one fellow who says, Anazif Malka, I choose the king. You guys can all choose, choose the ministers because you get a lot of goodies. I want the king. Which, that's where, the journey on Yeralus Nissen is to get to be that guy. You know, it's like a game, the board, the game board, and you throw the dice, and then you move, move it here and move it there and go here and go there, and like, what's the final goal? Where are you trying to get in this game? They should, they should have a board game, you know, to cost $36, Anazif Malka board game. And you're throwing the dice and you're doing cards and you win little things along the way and you get money and then honor and then a position and you get to be the principal of this school and then you get to open up your own Chabad <laughs> all this other stuff. And the end goal is to get into the inner circle of the king to be the one who says, Ananasif Malka, I choose the king. So it's going to be, okay, be on the lookout in your favorite Judaica store for Ananasif Malka board game. Okay. That is Yeralef Nissen. So now we understand the wisdom of this fellow who says, receive Malka. He doesn't want to receive Hashpa like the dogs. He doesn't want to receive influence from above like the dogs, obviously. Not even like, uh, you know, the kitchen staff and not even like, um, he doesn't want to be received like any of those who aren't even sitting at the king's table. Although the thing is, the dogs 
the dogs get a lot. Like they get they get a lot of food. You know, they they don't you know, everybody else sits at the table politely and eats for twenty minutes and then their their plate is taken away and whether they if they got up to dance and their plate was taken away too bad, go home and eat. The dogs can um you know, grab the stuff from the garbage can and, and squirrel it away. And they can have it for days. They get much more goodies. They have food for days. They have a more satisfying meal than the people sitting at the table. There's no waiter taking away their plate. And the kitchen staff also. The kitchen staff doesn't have as much goodies as the dogs because you have to be a little bit polite. You know, you can't throw yourself on the food and, like, and and then squirrel it away in your pockets. It's a little, you know, tacky looking. And that, right? So the the lower you are, the more hushba, the more goodies you get. And yet, if you're of any substance, you really want to get to the table where there's less goodies, but there's more truth. You don't want the dustin, you don't want the malachim. In this case, what does it all mean? You're not interested in Malachim and angels. You're not interested in the, the, the sphere of, of, of Atsila and even higher than. You only want the king, Ananasiv Malka. As the Baal Shem Tov says, The prayer, the Tfila of a poor person. I pour out my, my, my speech, my conversation. I pour myself out to Yudke Vaske Havaya. I'm not asking for anything. I'm just pouring myself out to Hashem. I'm just going straight to Hashem. For that, you have to be very smart. I'm going to ask for myself. Well, I'm going to ask for He knows what I want. He knows what I need. Well, I have to start giving a whole laundry list to Hashem. You know what I need? This and this and this. He said, like, hello. You don't think I know what you need? Really, in a way, like, what's the point? As if he doesn't know. Like, Hashem, please, I... I, 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 need, I need my car to be fixed. I need, I need, I need my shop. I need my, I need an outfit to be dry cleaned by tomorrow afternoon for Pesach. You know, is it like, what do you think? I don't know that. <laughs> That's what you're going to ask me for. So on the other hand, we ask. But really the smart guy says, Hashem, just, I want you. And for that, you have to, you need pikhus gedayla, very great smartness. You have to be very smart. Like a physical king. So in order to come into, to enter the place where the king is and actually see the face of the king, he's got to go through a lot of chambers and a lot of rooms and a lot of red tape and there's a lot to go through. And he's going to, while he's walking through the palace, he's going to see millions of dollars of treasures and he may get distracted. There are those who walk through the palace and they see all that stuff and they're distracted and also it's being offered to them. Hello, hello, over here, over here. Yes, we give you jewels. Please come here. The guy, he's like, he's being invited. You know, as he's walking to the king, hello, please, we give you jewels. Yes, free. Yes, you come to king, we give you jewels. Very free. Please come. So he like, he goes, and they start to give him jewels. And he's like, oh, my goodness. And then he forgets where he was going. Most people get distracted. 
And there's one who just keeps on going. Don't give me your jewels. Don't give me a hello. I want the king. And somehow he doesn't get sidetracked. And the ones who get distracted as they're going through life by the sphere of Atsilas and 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 the malachim and the angels and all of the stuff you can get spiritually and even and physically and all the goodies and the fancy cars and the gold and the silver and the exalted position and all the honor and all that stuff, which is the nations do that. They enjoy it a lot. The people who are bad guys who are trying to control the whole world and they're making money from it in not unethical ways, evil ways, so they can line their pockets like, wow, mind-boggling. How do you go to sleep at night? How do you guys do that? All through the centuries when we watched that, when the Galachim would do blood libels, and and exterminate whole communities of Yidden because they made money from it. And they went to sleep the next night. They literally would massacre huge numbers of Yidin, Rahman Muslim, and get money for it, the Galachim, and get money for it, and actually go to sleep that night. Unbelievable. During the Holocaust. The people who did what they did, they would go home at night and they would play with their dog and laugh with their children, you know, eat a nice dinner and go to sleep. Get up the next day and go back to work. Comfortably. Wow. Ooh. Can you imagine? So, they somehow, besides the evil, the evil will pull people in directions to just get them distracted and give them a lot of pleasure, not only from the, the goodies of the world, but literally from evil. And they get stuck there. And there are those who actually get pleasure from the more inner, inner sanctum of the, the, the king, like they want something a little more true. He stands for principles. You know, today the world's in a position where more people are standing up for principles of truth and this and that. Maybe. But the, the one who's a Chachum Gadol, here it says, The one who's looking for, the one who's a Chachum Gadol, he actually cannot be attracted by any of the wealth. We're talking about not just physical wealth, spiritual wealth. The more inner sanctum of the king, where it's really compelling, it's really hard to resist that stuff, you know, the angels and the influence of the angels and all that stuff. He doesn't even get distracted there. He just goes straight. He has one desire. The desire and shukah is to go to the place where the king exists and see the king himself. So, to end off with this part, that's Yod Aleph Nisan. Yod Aleph Nisan is birth, birth of, just, we just want the king. The knowledge that if the king is being born into the world, into a, a higher level of kingship, we want Mashiach. If Mashiach is born into the world, 
Everything is included within Mashiach himself. The whole Yemaisa Mashiach is included within Mashiach. That's why when the Rebbe said, everything's been done, the only thing left is Kabbalah's Pnei Mashiach, the king of the Mamish, in actuality. This, maybe it's because everything is included within Mashiach himself. And so the one and only Avaida is Kabbalah's Pnei Mashiach, because everything that we will ever need is inside of that. And when that reality is born again and again, especially the birth on Yeralus Nissan, birth of the Gula, not just birth of an individual, it's birth, Yeralus Nissan is the birth of the Gula. 120 years ago, the Gula was born on Yeralus Nissan. On some level, on a much deeper and higher level than it was born in other years or in other generations. It was more down here in this world. And so on Yudalus Nissan, we ask to also be born into um, a person who, not my heart rules me and tells me what to do, not even my mind, the spark of Mashiach that's within me. As I'm born as a new person, this time, I, I want to be born as a person who is not ruled by their heart and not ruled by their mind, but ruled by my soul, ruled by the spark of Mashiach within me. In every single decision I make, in every single move I make, every single feeling I have. I want my Mashpia to be my inner compass, the spark of Mashiach in me. And I want to be born this year I was missing as the new person whose life is conducted only like that. And from there, in Hashem, we will bring the whole world to that birth. And we, we want and hope and pray and say, Hashem, please, that the Gula Mitis should be born, the Payomamish, this year all of this in 120 years, in every single way, we should find ourselves in the base of Mitis Shlishi now.